microphones make a podcast. Two microphones and you make a podcast. Hi, this is Joyce. And this is Mariba. Welcome to the Modern Yoga Podcast. I almost wanted to say, hi, this is a very nervous Joyce. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. This is, this is, I'm on good behavior. Joyce um, and I decided rather late in the game to impromptu record one more podcast episode. And Joyce is a busy woman. So she said, decide what we're going to talk about and I'll see you in an hour. And and Mary Beth is smiling from ear to ear, saying it's safe. It is. It's nothing. I, I I'm just trying to f with you. But well, there's a buzzword. You know how I. You know how. You know how I love a buzzword. Yes. Is there any yoga related buzzword that's been popping up in your uh, social media feeds? Somatic. Yes. James is. I don't know why I just whinnied like a horse there. Um, I think, I think I we should sent you something a couple months ago saying, Oh, really? What is, I think I sent you an Instagram message, check your Instagram message, but yes, it, I, before it was really a buzzword when it just started. And I don't even know that it's a buzzword. It's just somebody's paying a lot to do somatic digital. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in somatic. So I thought if our, um, international podcast yoga loving audience is also seeing, somatic yoga quote unquote or somatics that we could delve into it together so i just looked up the definition of somatic have you done that i have what did you get embodied or of the body which made me think of the soma bra brand right about the same thing. nice marketing nice name there i have and also to the body especially as distinct from the mind which is not yoga anymore. Well, mm, right. Because you've separated them. But let's see. That's why this is good to get into. Isn't yoga a good place to uh, to bring those together? So also, other than the bra company, Soma <laughs> Intimates. Have you did, have you ever had anything from Soma? I don't no, think but I hear that it's uh, really good. Have you? Yeah, I do too. Which means probably more expensive than I would spend on a bra, which is why I haven't had I think, touched these. I years. think I could um, justify a business expense right there, right? Right. We could try it. Also, uh, think of the words psychosomatic illness. Ah. Right? So where a physical situation is caused by a mental or emotional situation. Yes. We kind of tend to think, I think, psychosomatic as you're making things up, but that's more, that's a different word. That's hypochondriac. Psychosomatic is maybe hives brought on by stress or various things that that are actual physical experience caused by something not physical. You nailed it. So Google says... Um, Nailed it. Cause or aggravated by a mental factor such as internal conflict or stress. 
And Soma is having their semi-annual sale up to 70% off. And now we're both going to get not only all the somatic yoga ads, but the Soma. Yes. Soma. Siri's not listening. No, not at all. And actually, Soma is a word that Jeff says a lot. Really? I I don't know if your husband does any baby talk or weird shit. Uh, Weird shit, for sure. No baby talk. So Soma for Jeff Twerty is equal to love you so much. Soma. Oh, whether he's saying it to a, a pet, Almost a child, like, or to his wife. Was it sumo wrestler? <laughs> Soma. <laughs> right. And he, Will yeah. he wear mm. one of those. We'll forget it. Well, he came close the, the year for Halloween that he dressed as me. <laughs> and he wore yoga leggings. That was, that was enough. It was enough to last me for a few years. So, so then people who are connecting uh, somatics and yoga are talking about integrating again. <laughs> so yoga is already integrating body, mind, breath. But then the idea there is integrating somatics into your yoga practice. So what does somatics really mean as a practice, like a field? I looked that up a little bit too. So it's a field of body work that focuses on perceptions and physical sensations. So uh, noticing a, a, a frozen shoulder or tight hips and developing the idea that that might be from freeze or fight or flight like like a trauma response but we're doing that or we are so you're right you're you're walking down the path with me so then the next step is i'm skipping is why is somatics just different than yoga and wait, I have this on my on my computer here. Is it is it Why noticing think... my your frozen shoulder and thinking is this in my head? Well, no, I think it's actually um and even not even just phys- um emotional trauma, but let's say that um you know, you had a bad knee and so now you walk differently, you have a different pattern because of an injury oh, or yeah. um so there's other reasons too, but so in somatics, not not necessarily somatic yoga, although the same, the focus isn't on flexibility or strength or alignment, although they are byproducts, rather focusing on uh, like, like here is this, and, and like you said, this is yoga. Here is a safe place to mindfully explore why this is a situation for me. And, and so is- somatics, somatics in the absence of the word yoga, apparently use a process, a three-step process called pandiculation. That sounds like a Dave Hoffman word. I bet Dave Hoffman would love this. And so uh, allegedly that's a three-step process used within somatics to release those chronically tight muscles to allow for some more movement. 
And so then the question is, what are those three things? This I'm getting from a totalsomatics.com website. And then the, the brainsmagazine.com website. So the three steps, and then we could talk about how this may or may not relate to a regular yoga practice and why it might be called a somatic yoga practice. Step one is voluntary contraction. Step two is slow release. And step three is integration, complete relax and rest, where we allow sensory and motor systems to combine again and have common ground. Okay, I chose the topic. Now you talk. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, how is it different than, I mean, it's those three specific steps, but we're kind of doing that, right? Well, for pandiculation to resolve or to use somatic. So nobody said that somatic yoga uses those three steps. So I guess here we are. Oh. And that's why I brought up like buzzwords. So where does a buzzword become? Like who did this? Something that we adopt and right. Is somatic yoga really somatics at all? And, and if people have been, if practitioners have been using somatics to heal, how do they feel about all of a sudden there being somatic yoga? And maybe they feel good about it. But I think it's just a thing to start talking about because it is, and like everything else, when there is a buzzword or a new thing, it does get all watered down. So is it sufficient to say that's already what we're doing in yoga? Or do we need to think of those three specific, for example, yin yoga. Some people think yin yoga is just, it's slower. You're on the floor. But that's not true. There are yin principles that make yeah. it yin yoga or not yin yoga. Or restorative yoga. or yeah. Right. It's it's different. It's not, You can't just call it yin yoga because you're in uh, a half pigeon for a really long time. Right. Like my slow burn on Sunday is not yin. Sometimes people right. are like, oh, that's very similar. I'm like, no, 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 that's not. We might hold hip openers and, longer or shoulder openers longer, and that may there's a they those can be in poses, but your warrior one and all your bouncing poses, right? Yeah. And so, if you really delve into yin, I mean, lots of times it's more lower body than upper body, but still the principles are not the same. And breath is. And so, my fear yeah. is that we'll start. Uh, you know, we as yoga teachers incorporate lots of other wisdom from other fields, right? There's. Um, Things you learn in weightlifting or CrossFit or yin or Pilates and uh, to learn and borrow things from somatics, I think is okay. But to call it somatics or somatic yoga, it's like you and I have talked about with yoga therapy, which is a whole nother, whole nother subject for a longer podcast day. But so it's a wonderful place to mine, M-I-N-E, for, for more stuff. But it's also dangerous to, to like water it down and turn everything into something yoga. Right. I just looked up what is somatic yoga. And uh, one of the first answers I get is somatic yoga combines somatics, a movement practice concerned with how things feel from within with yoga. Somatics was developed by Thomas Hanna in the 1970s. It helps retrain the brain to allow muscles to fully or to relax fully and go back into their natural state, undoing habitual learned movement patterns that can lead to pain. 
that sounds so like there's, there are things therapy. that we do that aren't good for us just naturally. Right. And so this is talking about going back to undoing or unlearning or unperforming those patterns. So the next question that kind of comes up in this is what are somatic exercises? Somatic exercises involve performing movement for the sake of movement. Throughout the exercise, you focus on your inner experience as you move and expand your internal awareness. And so I'm getting, um, by Googling somatics that are not yoga, or how is somatics different from yoga? Somatic exercises are performed slowly and are mostly floor-based, so you're not having to hold up your body. So now some people could argue that as a as a one-liner from yin as well. So I am, there's that. I'm very confused about this. Like, there's not a specific here. Right. From yogaanytime.com, yoga is a somatic practice, but often it is offered and practiced in a way that doesn't lead to embodiment. Rather than feeling and experiencing ourselves we may be letting someone tell us how to move and then we do the movement without actually feeling it. So I guess what we, at least at Modern Yoga, have done, have tried to do is encourage somatics. While we didn't use the word, we've tried to uh, illuminate and encourage the idea of somatics. So does that mean you're going to do yoga in lingerie and we could use it on our ads? Because I'm pretty sure that's, or maybe I'm thinking of the bra place. The bra place, but yeah. I think that the, the somatic yoga ads are a little, uh, a little seductive. Oh well, yeah, they are because they want you to spend a lot of money on on a sexy bra. Did I ever tell you my my only sexy bra that I ever owned? Story. Is it, is it the one? This isn't sausage, right? This is not sausage. Oh, sausage was the furthest thing from sexy. Uh, no. What is your only sexy bra story? So this was right after I lost all the big weight in 19, this would have been like 1997, when I lost like 60 pounds taking the now illegal drug combination of Fen-Fen. I I was working downtown at the time, walking to lunch with a friend of mine and wearing something office business-like, but just something I never could have believed I I could have worn. I I was pretty small at that point, probably... Um, 15 pounds less than I am right now. And it was the color of Hawaiian punch, a cute little two-piece suit, um, sleeveless, skirt to the knee. And walking downtown near Public Square. And you know, maybe you know too, your mind doesn't really catch up to you losing weight, right? You still feel like the fat girl. Mm-hmm. Even though you got dressed that morning in a size six or eight or whatever it was, it still doesn't register. Speaking of mind-body connection or lack thereof. And a like a five foot four Italian dude driving a giant cement mixer stopped his cement mixer in the middle of the road, got out of the driver's seat, fell to his knees, and proposed to me. Oh, well, that's right out of a movie. Seriously, I was married at the time. I was married and he didn't meet my hair requirement. But holy crap. Yeah, like out of a movie. So that night, 
walking back to where my car was parked, which I think was Tower City. Do you remember when Tower City still had lots of stores and Victoria's Secret was one of them? Yeah. And I bought a super expensive burgundy velvet bra and matching. I I can't say panty. I don't like the word panty. I've never been the size of a person to say panty. So I'm just going to say um, underwear or as in 16 candles, underpants. But anyway, did I wear that for my husband to see at the time? No, it was totally just for me. But that was literally the only time I've spent decent money. You still have on that? A, no, no, that, that didn't make some of the various moves of my life. And so that expensive fancy bra was probably something that would really not make sense under any, any clothes. Right. Oh yeah. Velvet works great under clothes, right? Right. <laughs> like here, let me just hitch my t-shirt to some Velcro. Yeah. Hey, that's funny. Velcro and velvet have the same root. There's two letters. Yeah. Vel. Velvet. Velcro. <clears throat> so that's why you're going to start to get sexy uh, ads now. Oh gosh. Velvet, Velcro. <laughs> Velvet Velcro <laughs> and uh, Soma. Velvet bras and Velcro shoes. Now, here's interesting from totalsomatics.com. How does pandiculation work? And this is the method, allegedly, that, that somatics uses. A pandiculation contracts and releases muscles in such a way that the gamma loop, a feedback loop in our nervous system that regulates the level of tension in our muscles is naturally reset. This resetting reduces muscular tension and restores conscious voluntary control over our muscles. So here, this is starting to sound like a more scientific method for somatics than taking the sensibility of somatics back into your yoga practice. I just looked up- I'm trying to, to have it. us not like bastardize something that exists right. scientifically. Pandiculation is the involuntary stretching of the soft tissues, which occurs in most animal species and is associated with transitions between cyclic biological behaviors, especially the sleep-wake rhythm. So there you go. What is involuntary stretching? Is that when somebody sits on your back in child's pose? Well, that's a good question. I mean, there's a new place uh, in the area called the Stretch Lab, but I don't think they're talking about pendiculation. They might be. Let's see. Also in total somatics, the reason pendiculation creates immediate results is because we're accessing the sensory motor portion of your brain, which is the boss over your muscle length, tone, and coordination. Okay. So what, what have you learned? We, I've learned that, so, you know, uh, a, a year ago when I finished my 500 hour, it makes me want to go back and look at um, if there are starting to pop up new offerings um, for continuing education in this field of somatic yoga. Because here we are talking about it, you know, we and or others are going to be thinking of it in class, using it when 
It seems appropriate. I don't know how to make you big again, Joyce. There we go. Joyce was small on my screen. So it's not simply uh, relaxing or stretching a muscle, but trying to reprogram why that muscle is tight using not just the body, but accessing the mind. So that you're not constantly moving in that freeze or fight or flight that you might be for so many reasons. I mean, we all have a different gait and a different posture for all these reasons. But it's like the initial thing, or at least when I looked it up, the definition of somatic is relating to the body as distinct from the mind. So it's like, what? but what you're actually doing is reprogramming the body and the mind because there is no separation. Right. I guess, I, I guess carving out which is which, I mean, if that's what they mean by separating. I mean, and listen, this goes back to why people expert. cry. I'm sorry. You can become our somatic expert. But what uh, we're saying, why well, I was just cry. This is why people cry in, in hip openers or heart openers. Because a lot of us go around with our with our legs closed. <laughs> it's me. No, with our legs crossed or our shoulders hunched, our arms crossed over us, either that body language or that actual, you know, protective shell. And so in a yoga practice, if you've cultivated on your mat, a, and we have in the room, a safe, calm place to explore that and notice how you feel. So then there's the connection to your mind and emotions and memories and reasons for some of those patterns, which is a lot of circular talk. And I, we really haven't said much, which is my whole reason for wanting to discuss this today. My left butt cheek is asleep because I'm sitting on the floor in my closet. Let's explore this. <laughs> I was in Mel's class last night. She taught such a great class. Um, but in hip openers, I decided to take Supta in a thoracic spine supported backbend. So I had the block underneath my rib cage. So my head was down, my butt was down, but my knees were open. And I put my arms up above my head, which sometimes mm -hmm. feel really feels really good, you know. Um, I'm on the floor, obviously, and very, very slowly, my fingers started to become numb, mm -hmm. and it started working up my arms. And I was like, "Well, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, where is this? This obviously is in my thoracic spine vertebrae somewhere. Something's right? constricted. Yeah, and um, but it felt like. I don't know. It felt like sparkly stars just getting more sparkly. And I brought my hands. You are back. a sparkly star. <laughs> Thank you, my Beth. I brought my hands back to the floor and played with like, you know, palms up, palms down, like Shavasana. And it mm -hmm. went away. James is closing the door. I'm too loud. And then um, I put him. And that sensation was so cool. Like it felt mm -hmm. so good for it to un become numb mm -hmm. Why are you me out dude you meditating yeah dude oh, i'm messing up his meditation now you're becoming james by saying dude close i know well that's why i said it to him. your husband's closing the door my husband's opening the door he's he's trying 
lock me in. He's trying to pull things in front of the door to keep it closed as he's trying to close it. Oh, I think he's because both dogs are in here, maybe, or maybe I'm just too loud. Um, anyhow, then I took my arms after like the numbness went away and it wasn't like terrible. So, the, you know how sometimes when something falls mm-hmm. asleep, like you have to wait a long time for Not you. Good. It wasn't there, but I put my arms back over my head and it didn't, it didn't do it again. And so I tried to switch positions to find like, well, where did they, what? Yeah. And, and so I was just, I don't know what happened, but it was very, very interesting. So that's interesting. So maybe. Yeah, that that's interesting. Like Maybe what I did the three step process and didn't even know, didn't even realize it. Yeah, but I did also realize, or I felt when um, when we did, she called a, a couple of bridges, and I did wheel on the last one, um, just because my shoulders and my arms have been feeling better from that fall and and all the dumb things that have happened to me. <laughs> to my mm-hmm. hands. Um, and I just want to keep that range of motion and, and keep feeding it. But my, mm-hmm. what I noticed was that my thoracic spine felt really compressed. Like, like I wasn't getting as much stretch as I could out of it. And, or as I normally do, and it wasn't my shoulders, it wasn't my low back. It was literally right in the middle. So then that makes sense now that I'm talking through it. Well, kind of. And then a few minutes later, when I was in a supported thoracic supported bridge with, I don't know if the hip opener made a difference in that, you know, but um, all that happened and here I am. I'll figure it out. I'm figuring my, I'm doing somatic work, I guess. That's, and, I and, yeah. That. And you're I'm making me think of our, our physical therapist friends, you know, Amy and Carrie and stuff and how, what they have to say about this. And if this is entering into continuing education for the more medical side. Right. Well, I'm sure both of them will be like, well, this is what happened. You know, yeah. like they, they, they wouldn't be sitting here wondering with me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Carrie, this... Carrie would be like, let me start with your liver. I'll fix it <laughs> because she's amazing. And yeah. Um, but yeah, it would, so. But I, I've, feel like so I told you I did the the function health thing um and then I'm also doing a um the cardiac gray matters thing uh in a few days and then I also learned you still have gray matter uh, maybe a little and then I learned that um UH specifically southwest has a uh, a calcium score test that you can do oh for like bone density and whatever uh, while you while you look that up because then we'll go down that road. Um, before I even was thinking about the somatic thing, I was here in the mountains. I was I've been doing uh, more yoga this trip than last trip, but yesterday in particular, I didn't follow uh, any teacher. I was just doing my own practice, and for whatever reason, what came to me was to sit sit with every pose just until the next one. And it was really good. It really like re-reminded me that we as teachers sometimes, well, especially slow flow is more the place for this. You know, in power, there's there's a little more of, of an, a, an urge and a necessity to move faster, but, or move on to the next thing, one breath, one movement, but even two breaths, one movement, three breaths, one movement, 10 breaths, one movement sticking with something felt really good. Something just simple, like a seated forward fold and really Mm -hmm. 
freaking staying there until your mind stops and your low back relaxes and you can soften your knees and unclench your teeth and then it all starts. Like it's just back to basics, but it was really good. Um, well, and the reason I'm talking about, I think we're all, we're talking about the same thing. Like I'm just getting to know myself better from a different perspective. Right. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing this as I would in traditional healthcare, Mm -hmm. not checking in for the sake of like, Oh, I have to get my yearly physical, whatever. It's more of Mm -hmm. me taking control over, like, I want to know what I want to know. And figure out what I want to do for, with it from there instead of, right. you know, um, but getting more of the facts and making my own decisions about it. And, um, and I just see that filtering it through, I mean, it's, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm taking my yoga practice off the mat into my medical world, <laughs> mm-hmm. now, which is partly now our can't age. Get out of the room. Excuse me. Right. Hey, now he's trapped. Yeah, which is partly our age. I mean, you start to realize the urgency of some things. And then because of your yoga practice, we do also start to realize the hand that we have in our own health. But I do think the age has something to do with it. We're starting to feel things or see people or know people with stuff. And so it's you're more motivated to take it into your hands than when you're 20 and you just ignore anything your body's telling you because you but have your whole life ahead. I think it's different, though, because this stuff wasn't necessarily available back then, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because healthcare was so much better, to, yeah. like financially. But I think where it's at right now, because healthcare is so effed up, and and there is the demand for people to have these tools to get more information and take control. I mean, we're in the age of information, right? So like mm-hmm. when you when you don't how long has it been since when you don't feel good, you just Google it and that drives yeah. doctors nuts, right? Doctors crazy, yeah. But like Tiffany Lucarelli, right? As soon as she her saw her nipple or whatever and it was like clay, she she said there were only a few days between that and her appointment and she knew she knew exactly what she had. She went to the doctor and didn't really learn anything. Right. It confirmed what she learned about right. herself. So it's like, I wish, so I, like, I don't know. I just, I hate the word age because I, I don't. Well, not even, not even our, not even just our age. Let's not even, but, but the the time in our lives, but also for the age that you and I are, and I'm a little older than you, our like childhood age, because of technology and, you know, the post-industrial revolution, all those things, we were fed and breathed the most unhealthy everything. Mm-hmm. Like we were raised on those convenience foods, which oh. are moms and grandmas were like, this is so great. We don't have to make our own pancake batter. And we, you know, like that, that, um, that Netflix documentary, James and I were talking about, like the reason that it's okay for, for these old ladies in somewhere in Mexico to eat all these tortillas are because they're grinding the corn and they're squatting and making the tortillas. And it's so much different, but we were fed everything convenient, which now we know is had poisoned our bodies our whole lives. 
and, and we were of the to... age or the time where it was like you don't really have to think about this stuff you just trust in the doctor do what the doctor says take the pill mm-hmm. come back in three months or six months or a year or whatever and don't even and like it's don't talk back don't ask questions right i just want to say that i opened the door and colt it's that's not all the way open but colt he's hearing his name he's like what um he is that's all he wanted he didn't he's not gone he just didn't want the door closed he didn't want the door closed he didn't maybe he felt a little trapped or something like this the small room is a big cage <laughs> or like why why did we shut the door so he wanted it open he wants to be able to see and breathe and yeah he's got the, that door chloe's got the window i'm i'm nice and safe here upstairs and <laughs> In this little room. But that's interesting. You know, there have been a lot of dogs in Buck and Bear, the Twerty Cabin. Really? Yes. We've we decided from the get-go that it, we would be dog friendly because our family and friends that have dogs, we want them to come and see us, not oh well, I can't, I can't do anything with my dog that week. Dogs probably love it up there. So our kid one one of our kids brought brought his dog for Christmas time. Um that was chance. That was last month. But then, what is chance? Um, chance is a chance. Chance is a found in their neighborhood. Um, looks like maybe some Sheltie in there, like a nice mid-sized, great, great dog. But they just found him wandering, kept him for a few weeks, checked to see if he was microchipped, uh, went on all the social media pages. Nobody claimed him. They think he was dumped because he was healthy and... Aww happy know you know he wasn't he... dirty he wasn't starving but anyway he's got a so they took him had him neutered and now his name is chance but then we've run into so we have a neighbor here at a, another property who has a dog named duke that was visiting came in laid on my couch last week and then another awesome. we met some more neighbors and by neighbors this is somebody is who might I'm be within a 30 like minute Marmaduke. yeah 30 minute walk duke well they're they went to duke oh university so, um, so a neighbor means like within a 30 or 40 minute walk. So we saw another couple walking their two dogs, Niffles, which not Nipples with a P, but Niffles with an F, which I assume is a derivative of Sniffles. I didn't really ask. Kind of a bulldoggy mix kind of thing. And Diva, a tiny little Diva girl. And then our other neighbor who just came back into town today has a dog named Apollo, who Jeff insists on calling Rocket. But anyway, my point is, <laughs> there's been a lot of animals here for somebody, Jeff Twerty claims to not be a dog or animal lover, but he's the one that does all the baby talk. Oh, Joyce, did you bark? No. Uh He's he's responding to your talk about dogs. Oh, I didn't say W-A-L-K, which is good. Did I? Maybe I did. Uh, no, I mean, you, uh, aside from the 30 to 40 minute to your neighbors, but not not right. right. You didn't say so it. that same neighbor um, whose names we got for the first time. That's what you do here. You exchange names and numbers. And here's why the very next day or a couple days later. He called us because they were back out of town and his smoke alarm or fire alarm here is like simply safe was going off. So we had to drive down to his property and check things out and everything was fine. 
But even better than that is he showed us a video that he took in these last couple of years from his Simply Safe that he saved, where in the dark of the night, I will send it to you. Guess what he saw? A bear? A bear. We haven't seen or heard about any bears here. Like, there's a lot of deer, there's wild turkeys, there's all the other animals. But you say, obviously, you know a bear is possible. You're in the mountains of North Carolina, but I'll send you. It's the cutest video. They have kind of a um, clothesline hanging, uh, like a wire hanging with a bunch of bird feeders on it, which is cool. And that's what um, you'll see in this video that the bear was was reaching for. So I will text that to you right that now. scare the crap out of them. And I'll also send your neighbor dog, Duke. I'm sending you the photo of me with your podcasting with you. Oh. You know, because that makes for a good podcast. How did you get that picture? James, James just. Oh, I was like, how am I seeing you? <laughs> yeah. James sent it on a chat. Oh, James. So. We have a grill outside on the deck here, as many people do. And when we were here last month, we bought a grill cover, covered the grill. <laughs> Recovering the grill after cooking is something that Jeff Twerty doesn't really ever remember to do. And at home, I finally just said, I'm going to stop nagging and just do it my freaking self. So eventually I cover the grill, wipe things off. Here, I didn't quite get into that mental space. So before we left here last time, Jeff was like, where's the grill cover? I'm like, not not my turn to watch it. So we think during a windstorm, it just went flew away like a sail. So we ordered another grill cover, covered the grill, Amazon brought it. And then he's looking down over the mountain view one day and he's like, that's my grill cover. Oh my God. So he climbed his way down, got his grill cover, hosed it off. Now he's using that one to cover the ladder in the basement. But just this morning, we had our friend Dylan over for dinner last night, used the grill. And just this morning, I'm still in bed and I hear Jeff say, oh shit. And he looks out and it's windy here this morning. We're having a weather change and the grill cover is flying away again. So he had to go rescue it put it securely on the grill and all is well mountain for problems. today right right they used Hashtag to be first world problems. problems now it's first world mountain problems listen i went to the store day before yesterday and i i get out i, I step out into the parking lot and i said i am wearing overalls i'm stepping out of a truck i just took garbage out of the bed of my truck and I, I have a tape measure in my purse. What the hell has happened to me? But you're tr- like, so your overalls what are the super hell? cute. And okay, so you have trash in the bed of your truck, but your truck is a new truck. It's not like you're in a Sanford and Son truck and a pair of beat up old overalls and you have dirt on your face. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I'm carrying around like a blade and a tape measure. What kind of shoes were you wearing? tree torn sneakers also the guy that we just met with the with the bear video for one thing mountain mary such an idiot so they're walking past and 
waved and I'm like, come in, come in, come in and say hello. Like, where do you do that? But here in the mountains, you do. You invite strangers in. And as he's crossing my threshold, he said, I I have a sidearm. Is that okay? I'm like, sure, bring your sidearm in. But literally everybody, even our friend Dylan last night was like, do you guys have a shotgun up here? Like, what about a bear? And we're like, we neither of us have ever even touched a gun. And I'm like, I have a machete and a knife. And Dylan's like, yeah, did you see that uh, story about the guy who like stabbed a bear like nine times and nothing even happened and now he's dead? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't really want to talk about that. Have you ever shot a gun? No. Have I, have I asked you this? We we may have talked about it before. I have not shot a gun. One day for Father's Day, probably like. Oh, well, I do remember. This is where you injured James somehow. Yeah. Because um, I had, I think my, because I drove my Mini Cooper Countryman and it was one of the first times I could actually drive people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and we went to, we took my dad for Father's Day out to to a range in Geauga County, which I'd never been to a range and it was not what I expected. It was just a big open field where people shot shit, <laughs> clay pigeons. Excellent. Right. Um that yeah, that's where we we got some clay pigeons and and I we we got the cheap thing that you just fling like you're throwing it because uh, we we don't do this right like we're not going to invest mm-hmm. in like fancy stuff and I I flung it and it hit James <laughs> tore up his finger <laughs> and I my mom and I were laughing so hard we were crying and my dad was all happy that we weren't laughing at him because whatever at him for a change yeah but um, James. That was the first time I ever shot a shotgun or ever shot mm-hmm. any gun, really. Um, and I hit my very first, with my very first shot ever, I hit the clay pigeon. And then it took me like 85 times to do it again. But um, I didn't like it. Which is, you know? even that says something, right? Like you probably weren't over-focusing. You were just like instinct, which is probably yeah. good. Yeah. So could I shoot a bear? I guess my instinct is that strong. But um. Well, that's what the, uh, the friend was telling us. You know, you could do bird shot instead of buckshot, and then you probably wouldn't be able to accidentally kill each other or yourself, and it would scare a bear away or, or injure him enough. And that was what was terrifying about having that in my getting comfortable with that shotgun. It, it's just too, uh, it's too much. It's, mm-hmm. and that's a big gun. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how comfortable it would be with, you know, something you could slide in your purse and how many mm-hmm. times you can F it up and do the wrong thing. And like, I just, uh, uh-uh, sorry. Like I, I get, I guess like that you need protection from bears. Cause that's like a real thing. Well, but... if I was camping, but theoretically I'm here safe within the walls of a structure. If a bear really wanted to get in your house, he probably could, but the chances of him really wanting to get in are probably yeah. slim. I, I, it would be more, I guess, if I was out walking or hiking. Right. But honestly, I'm probably screwed in that regard. I'm not sure I would have the decent presence of mind to do the right thing anyway. And that's where a dog would, you know, be a good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, we're going off into, we could go into complete political conversation now. Oh, boy. Let's do that because that's so fun. Guns and yeah, um, but yeah, I just didn't. Lawyers, guns, and money. There's a there's a good Warren Zevon song called "Lawyers, I mean, Guns, and Money." We started with with bras, bras, lawyers, guns. We money. did. That's it. All started with Soma. 
we could write a book about lawyers, guns, bras, money, <laughs> mountains, and trucks, overalls. There you what got Southern hell? Joyce. Um, well, I know you. I feel a- like I haven't seen y'all in a long time. I'm headed home. What's today? Home. Thursday. Two homes now. Oh my goodness! You're I'll be fancy. teaching next. I'll be teaching on Wednesday, which is less than a week from now. So that's good. Yeah. Oh wow! It has been a while since you've you even taught two two weeks. It was two weeks again this trip. It's I weird. To... It's good, but it's weird. Is your mom's eye healed? Well, I mean, I haven't seen her in two weeks, but yeah, I think so. She. Uh, I texted her this morning, and my my niece and and her little kids who are still off school are uh, coming over to my mom's for lunch. So that's, that's good. Yeah. My niece, um, they went to school right up till the 23rd. So they are still off oh, until wow. next week, which she said really, she's a teacher as well. So she, she said it really sucked the week leading up to Christmas, but now it's nice to have off a little later than everybody. That's tough because people have so much to do before Christmas. Yeah. I guess maybe if your kids are in school, that's okay. But if you're a teacher, yeah. Maybe yeah, right up till the 23rd. And you've got two basically, t- well, five-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, I got my physician's analysis. from function- Oh, yeah. We started talking about the blood results last episode, but you didn't have a physician's interpretation. What did they suggest you do with your bad self? I mean, I feel like it's not very, not very personal, but it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Did like- they not call you by name? Well, they're not, they're saying, they're basically just giving you data mm-hmm. and information according to your numbers. Um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty in depth. Like it's probably, well, I mean, I don't even know how to say how long it is because it's online. If it were in the, on pages, I would think with maybe an eight or 10 font, it would be four or five pages. Okay. Uh, but I, so like my high sensitivity C reactive protein was elevated. This I keep in- hearing a lot about that C reactive protein. That's another. This indicates there was an inflammatory process detectable at the time of your test. However, the levels are not high enough to be considered for clinical concern. If you have Good. suspected inflammation, discuss with your primary care provider and have this rechecked. rechecked. Your white blood cell count was low, could indicate increased susceptibility to infections, Um could be because of a recent infection. Um, it should be repeated in a month or so. Uh, and then, you know, refer to the foods and the supplements that could help increase it. Um, but like my, I mean, it's, it's really good information. It's kind of like nothing is, is glaring, you know? Um, so the LDL thing, um, they even say on here that I should get that down, but my overall cholesterol is okay. But the scary part of uh, small and medium is that's the stuff that causes problems. But then I learned through Susie, through her sister, Amy, that you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. had something similar done or perhaps the same thing that LDL and estrogen have a lot to do with each other in women in menopause or perimenopause who have lowering estrogen levels, um, that lower estrogen levels will raise cholesterol. And mm-hmm. so you're there's the thumb. So, um, then we're just screwed as women. Like, like you were saying before the podcast, we have, we have one function in life. Yeah. Biologically, which actually 
as mad as it makes us and as much control as we want to take over it, I mean, there is that that beautiful uh, like life cycle. Every yeah. different organism has a different purpose and a, the f- female human, well, we are human, so we have other purposes as well. But the female of any species is, you know, to give birth, reproduce and die off. And then when you can't do that anymore, you just wither and die. So we're like an old raisin. Well, maybe that <laughs> that maybe that was the wrong. But anyway, an so old if you, if you, I, you beef know. jerky, also not what I want to say. But anyway, you know what I mean? A really like biologically, we we're born, we grow, we decay and decline and die. Okay, so we're Have a nice day. really specific about about women, right? And and so, um, hormone replacement therapy obviously has some risks. And if you take estrogen and progesterone, um, one of the side effects is that your your skin becomes really crepey. <laughs> like there's just and crepe erase doesn't work. I I used that bottom of the bottle guarantee. Does, Jane Seymour did you lied get your money back? to all of us. I did. That's the only time I've ever done that. I suck at, at do it, returning things, but I was like, damn it. You promised me crepe-free arms. <laughs> um, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. And so it increases your, what is it like? Uterine cancer risk or something like that. Something, something down there. Breast Over, or breast cancer. You mean breast, and breast cancer, cancer as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, estrogen is you know we're our, our bone density are lots of, like estrogen affects lots of things mental like it's when you when you just stop producing estrogen it's 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 a dozen number on the body so my stepdaughter today was Ashley was like so do you would you rather you have to pick your pick your point pick your path do you want cancer or heart disease and I was like oh I, I think I agree with with her with heart disease yeah so. cancer is can be so obnoxious and yeah you know jane's i've been thinking a lot about cancer because you know jane's really good friend who had multiple cancers herself who's yes. just a wonderful chick and she took care of all of jane's affairs her sister died suddenly the other day oh no and at the same time her son who was diagnosed this last year with lymphoma his illness, who which had been being uh, managed a little bit okay with his first treatments, has mutated now, and he's in the hospital, very sick. Eventually, will need a bone marrow transplant. So, like that freaking cancer just keeps punching some people. It just keeps punching and punching and punching, personally and their their relatives, you know. And yeah. That's it's just a lot like the silly shit that we talk about with being happy and sad and everything all day. Like people are struggling their whole lives with cancer, their whole lives, even if they survive it and manage it, you know, like that that also reminds me, like you just never know what people are dealing with. Like you can make assumptions like we had somewhat of a complaint about uh, something that happened at the studio um, and the the person who was sort of in the center of it. And it wasn't it, nothing dramatic. It was just some, some little annoying thing. Um, 
I found out sort of not directly that this person has had um, somebody in one of her children had a traumatic brain injury Mm. will probably always be in her care. And although Mm. her child who is a young adult uh, presents as being a fairly normal young adult isn't. Mm -hmm. And so how do you know how that is going to take its toll on someone? And it's kind of like, once you know that you're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. And of course, like, and that, and that person needs yoga probably. Yeah. So the complainer or the person who was maybe a little snitty was, was who you found out was dealing with this. Yeah. Well, that was who was being complained about. Oh, oh, I don't get a lot of complaints. I I really don't. Like it was just more of this passing, like, Hey, have you noticed, you know? And it was just like, yeah, but here's, here's an opportunity for you to stay in your practice. Yeah. I mean, look at how you, you handle distractions. And it's a good test of our practice because you know, it's all fun and social and we're at yoga, but yeah, think about being next to somebody who's not following or who's making noises or using their phone or whatever you, the situation is. Can you support that person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with your own practice? Mm-hmm. Not by joining them on the phone right? or trying to make louder noises, but just mm-hmm. by taking care of yourself. Back to the old phrase, meeting people where they are. Exactly. We practice a lot of things at yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the poses, our tools, this this flow is, they're just tools to just really, because if that's the reaction to, I'm not judging at all, but like, I know this in myself, like I I learned this in yoga, but it's that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Like, yeah. And that was said early on and I, I was very, very injured and I'm going heart all out because I needed to show everybody in the room that I can do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, why? Because I go all yeah. out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I throw myself out there. Like I'm, you know, and, and it just like really opens my, eye, opened my eyes to like how I was. And looking. here's your, here's your one hour. Here's your safe place. Right. To learn or to explore or to accept. Yes. Or whatever. And and if that leads back to the time and opportunity to to do that quote unquote somatic stuff and recognize the where and the why of why are your shoulders tight, maybe. Yeah. There may not be a grand reason other than, you know, the way your body's put it together. You you were talking about a brief complaint. I, I'm not even gonna say complaint, but I handed out uh just a chocolate truffle around Christmas time at the end of class. And sometimes, especially people in yoga tend to try and be healthy. So sometimes I'll do nuts or a kind bar or something instead, but it was Christmas. So I did a piece of candy and one woman who practices so regularly with us and, and has a lovely practice um, handed it back to me. And she said, I'll just give this back to you. And I unthinking, Joyce barked again. I unthinkingly said, Oh, I wish I had your willpower. 
And she laughed and she said, yeah, well, don't. And, you know, it hit me like it's not willpower. It's probably we know she has cancer. She's been treated more than once for cancer. She's not thin because she's not eating chocolate. It's because she's been treated for cancer. And probably sugar is not good for fighting recurrence. And so I was, you know, like smacked back. And she was lovely about it. It wasn't that. But I was like, yeah, Mary Beth, you dumbass. So I put an ornament next to her mat the next time in the shed <laughs> because I had to overcompensate. But nobody did anything wrong either. Like we tend to beat ourselves up, right? Like, yeah, you didn't, you're kind of like thinking you put your foot in your mouth, but, but you didn't. No. And it was, it was, uh, I'm grateful for it because it's just another reminder another place to learn and to recommit to to respecting stuff it's like the time i said jokingly said something about not being able to see between my thighs and somebody approached me after class whose daughter was struggling with anorexia and, and said you know that was a little triggering for me because i would love for my daughter to not be able to see between her thighs so just opportunities to to learn and as you said i, I didn't do anything wrong yeah. I never do. Just ask me. Right. None of us do, though. <laughs> well, I think you have, we're go we've gone over your time limit. Oh, yes. Well, I always built in a little buffer with you because you and I don't stop talking easily or quickly. We use a lot of words. <laughs> we, we take a lot of diversions. Digression. That rocket might be coming over. Ooh. But Jeff's not a dog guy. He's not, but he does love Rocket. I'll send you a picture of him and Rocket, too, whose name is Apollo, not Rocket. Not a clue why. I think because he's a fast-moving little white dog. Well, Apollo. Right. <laughs> right. Rocket. Yes. Yeah. I mean, dogs understand that. Right. A Apollo I mean, think, wouldn't. That's really cute. Just be like, oh. <laughs> What a funny guy. And, and Jeff will say to Apollo, so mom. <laughs> well, it's very nice to to see you uh, on the screen, Mary Beth. I will look forward to seeing you in person. Yes, I'll see you next week. Thanks to everybody. Which is not the same as see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, if you could tell all your friends to listen and maybe give us a review, a five-star review. And uh Follow us. Don't give us less than a five-star review. Because we we're going to do something big with this podcast. We don't know what it is or how to do it, but it's got some It's got some legs. It's got some momentum. I've got legs. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm going to have to be the legs, Joyce. Figured out in an hour to talk about Soma and somatic yoga. So maybe on your drive home, you can figure out how to make our podcast really big. Okay. I'll work on that. I don't have, I'm not great with big ideas okay. or big follow through. It's all right. I gotcha. We're, we're partners. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're done. 